Welcome to Industry Focus. This is the energy edition, and today we're talking big oil. I had some analyst presentations the other day, and I found out that ExxonMobil has a higher credit rating than the U.S. government. That's really not that surprising, <laughs> considering what's been going on. As of, well, actually, as of late, with low oil prices, you know, I, I wouldn't be completely shocked if somebody were to downgrade. But yeah. considering how stable of a business that been, has been for the past 100 years, mm-hmm. AAA all the way, baby. All the way, yeah. They got $8 billion just a few days ago in a debt, debt raise. Only supposed to be $7 billion, but people are chomping at the bit for some Exxon debt. Um, I was pretty interested by that and just raising some cash, I guess, you know. Hopefully, they think that, you know, interest rates might be rising, even though oil prices are holding inflation down. They want to get some more cash on the balance sheet. Yeah, and by looking at what's been going on as late, both Exxon and Chevron went into their analyst day meetings and were pretty much saying exactly what everyone thought that they would say. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what they were saying, uh, both of them are going to looking to uh, lower their spending rate over the next couple of years, which is the exact same thing they said last year and the exact same thing they said back in 2013. Yeah, even when oil prices yeah, were riding They were high. like, look, we're spending an awful lot of money on new projects. We want to stop growing for the sake of growing. So we're going to spend wind down our capital a little bit and actually start to return some money to mm-hmm. shareholders. How opportune now that as the capital spending is winding down that we're actually getting uh, a reduction in oil prices. So it's going to help them uh, – help weather the storm mm-hmm. and almost and, and anticipation. Um, just to give some numbers on that, Chevron's looking at about $35 billion in spending this year, about $5 billion less than last year, and they want to get it down to about $30 billion by 2017, which is mostly going to be a reduction in all their construction, like all their big project spendings, like, you know, Gorgon, LNG, and all of those things like that. Yeah, I have to, I have to question that, though, because they've had a lot of cost overruns. We'll have the, to continue to see if they can operate efficiently out there and get those projects online. Fair enough. And the other thing that kind of made me question that too is it, it seemed really conservative and optimistic that the fact that they were going to be able to cut 10 billion dollars from last year and then not have any new project construction going on it's like okay we're going to wind all these down but didn't really project out oh well we've got these other projects yeah, that right. we're working on that we need to actually start spending money on so i thought it might have been a little conservative optimistic we'll have to see you know these guys always do their five-year plans so we'll see what happens when it comes into that when i'm looking at this i see you know exxon they're cutting projects as well. They're not starting new projects. They're looking at a window of only 40 to $60 to validate some new projects. So not only is that maybe a little bit more accurate than past uh, predictions of oil prices right now, but um, it's certainly more prudent than I would have expected because I don't they don't even expect oil to stay below $60 for much more than a year or two. So I don't know why they're looking at projects through that window when these projects take several years to come on board. Um, maybe... Just maybe they're going to look at other companies to purchase with projects underway. They did just issue a whole bunch of new debt. They got a little bit extra cash spending on the books. And there's a lot of shale companies right now that are looking to be bought. Uh, One of the big news stories that we had in the past week was Whiting Petroleum has said that they are going to go on sale because at $50 a barrel – after that Kodiak oil and gas acquisition that they made, they just bundled themselves up with a little bit too much debt. And they yep. think it's time, you know, maybe we need to move on and get bought by somebody big. And yeah, we've been saying this for a long time now. With oil and gas companies, debt is one of the biggest factors you have to look at as an investor. So when you see a company offering itself to be bought, that's a pretty strenuous scenario for investors. You get a little worried. What if somebody doesn't come to buy them? 
Why does Whiting Petroleum want to be bought? Because they don't think they can cover debt if the oil prices stay where they are for an extended period of time. And this is just what happens with a cyclical industry like oil and gas. How do you think Exxon got as big as it is? It's made the $41 billion acquisition of XTO Energy. A little bit still under question because, you know, at the time, natural gas prices had fallen from a 2008 peak. Unfortunately, 2010, when the acquisition was made, wasn't the bottom of natural gas prices. So that acquisition hasn't necessarily panned out as well as they had thought. But in 1999, they bought Mobile. And we haven't seen oil prices that low since the acquisition. Prices were slowly falling from 1996 on into 99. But since then, it was around uh, in the teens per barrel. And we haven't seen that price level since. So that acquisition, obviously accretive. and uh, Looking really good. Looking really, really good. So, um, you know, even with oil prices at $50, that mobile acquisition still paying dividends. And uh, that's just what happens. The bigger get bigger because they stay stable. They have cash on the balance sheets. And when when they understand that there's going to be years and multiple years of periods where companies just can't make it. So then they swoop in. Yeah. And just a, a small word of advice to investors out there who may be looking at this situation and be going, seeing a whole bunch of big name companies in the oil and gas space and people speculating that they are a buyout candidate mm-hmm. right now. Please, please, please do not be buying these companies on the speculation that they might be actually getting purchased or not. One of the things that I, I read a couple articles on this a couple days ago, and there were just some names in there. When I looked at it, I said, these are some of the more solid companies and in, in solvent ones in the space. And they're saying that they are going to be the big acquisition targets. When we're talking about you know, these debt-laden, even smaller companies are the ones that are really in trouble and the ones that are going to uh, probably be looking to get bought anytime mm-hmm. soon. So just because you might see a name, say like a Devon Energy or a Continental Resources or something like that, in an article that says they may get bought, by the sounds of it, it's more speculation than anything else by the journalist. Yeah. And really, really be careful about making a purchase in this space purely based on that because it just doesn't seem to make as much sense as it may sound on paper. That being said, though, if you are speculating on that, you might as well hit your horse to uh, to a or hit your wagon to a a company that is strong enough to withstand not being bought out. You don't want to go and hop in on a debt laden company hoping that it gets bought out, and if it doesn't, then you're stuck with a company that might go bankrupt or even or maybe not that bad, but they might just not be able to survive for much longer. Um, so, shocking statement of the day, guys. Make Investments in great companies, right. regardless of what the environment yeah, is. Yeah, you saw Whiting pop about, I think, uh, I don't know, ten percent or something like that. I don't remember exactly when they when they announced that they were looking for a buyer. They haven't found one yet. So if they don't find one, you have to imagine that the stock's going to pull back at least that ten percent or or more, because then investors are going to be like, well. If if Exxon or Chevron don't even want this company, what am I, what do I want this company for? Yeah, it could look a little rough. So moving, I kind of mentioning the fact that there was some silly journalism in the energy space, which seems to occur on a daily basis. They're struggling for material because I, they uh, just nothing's happening right now. I, I happen to see another end of OPEC article a couple of days ago. Just keep on regurgitating <laughs> that exact same thing. Which, by the way, don't ever write that ever again. But one of the great ones, again, in the overly verbose ways of making sing, sing things sound very smart when they're actually just very, very basic things. goes The award goes to Barclays Capital uh, for an analyst note that they wrote on oil prices, where they said, a few transient fundamental factors and shades of confidence are existing in the oil market, but, end quote, 
we expect further weakness ahead of the as these factors fade. So basically what they said is, you know, oil could go up, but the chances are it could go down again too. So, I mean, congratulations, Barclays. Way to really, really sell it. Yeah, they're just trying to remain middle of the road without sounding middle yeah, of the road. Yeah, it just makes you sound smart at the same time. Well, folks, that is the end of our podcast today. I'm Tyler uh, Crow here with Taylor Muckerman. As always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell any of the stocks that we talked about today solely based on what you hear. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at focus at fool.com. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Write us a review on iTunes or even check us out at fool.com. We've got a whole bunch of other good stuff over there. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.